Hey, what is up? Welcome to Fire From Heaven Philosophy. I'm your host, AJ, from Fire From Heaven. And today, I am talking about quality (laughs) and quantity. Um, So, this is just kind of my, my beliefs and just... Just my beliefs around, like, work and art and, you know, just uh, any kind of creative thing, really. Really anything, honestly. That it has to, like, anything really basically has to be developed. Um, any Anything that is a uh, very high quality, whatever it is, whether it's a product music, art, anything, (sighs) great quality is produced out of a quantity of work, so, (laughs) people might be sick of hearing me say this, but quality is developed through quantity, it's not this stupid idea, quality over quantity, I, I understand that the idea there that quality is important, but it doesn't come over quantity. It has to be developed through quantity. When it comes to creative things, like I'll guarantee that quality is developed through quantity. Not quality over quantity or quantity... Dev- it, not quality over quantity. Quantity develops quality. Um, I kind of thought of this little story as like a... A way to kind of share this in a different light, I guess. Um, than I kind of have before talking about music or whatever. Instead of music, just think of just a simple drawing. Like, so let's say if, if I want to draw a dragon, let's say I have one hour to draw it. My options are I can take my time on one dragon, really focus on every single little detail and never going to the next step until the first is perfect. Or, I can allow myself the freedom to develop my art and let it get better as I work it over and over and over again. Noticing things I can make better as I create each drawing. Even maybe getting feedback from other people with each drawing. And having done, let's just say, like 20 drawings in the span of an hour, I can draw a decent dragon. Here's the big thing. After that, I can draw a sick dragon in the span of a few minutes. But here's 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 the big thing, okay? It's done. Yes, it can be developed and grown more, but it is done. Emphasis, again, on the word done. The work is done. Where's the guy who focused on every single little detail down to the last line? Oh, he's only got a few shapes and lines because it has to be perfect. But he gets too frustrated and quits. What's the problem here? The work isn't done. That's 
the problem here. That is the problem with focusing on quality over quantity. The work doesn't get done. This is why I hate all these people online who are preaching quality over quantity. Because there are talented artists out there who fall into this trap and die, metaphorically. Their, their love for their art dies and they sink into mediocrity. Some of you are waiting till you have the right circumstances to even start your project. What if I have, what if I don't have the right pencil to, to draw with? I need, I need to wait to, to draw the dragon because if I have the right pencil, then it'll be better. See how stupid that sounds in another sense? Waiting to even start your project. Waiting for the right mic and studio setup, the right software, the right video camera, a clean desk to write on, the right time or enough time. This perfectionism, this obsession with quality, hinders many projects from even beginning. And then they die. And that's again why I hate this stupid quality over quantity thing. Let your project develop. Better yet, let it begin. You're keeping growth from happening by doing this. What is better? To move slowly or not at all? And then, yeah, maybe at one point you take off and then you stop again. While the person who's been consistently moving slowly is miles ahead. <clears throat> when we do this, we keep growth from happening. We keep our work from developing and getting done. Like I said, like, the work gets done. Might not be perfect, but it can be expanded upon. It can be grown. It can be developed. Quantity produces quality. So, um, kind of for the next part uh, of this episode, I was going to talk a little bit um a little bit just about this like um this is not necessarily a universal principle this whole uh, quantity developed through quality um I say this when I'm talking about creative work like songwriting graphic design like whatever you know art design whatever it might be in a different context, it's not always true. For example, like as an artist, trying to be everything to everyone isn't a good idea. That can kind of be translated to trying to to reach everyone. And then you reach no one. So, yeah. In other words, trying to reach everyone, not having a specific target audience as an artist or any business, really will leave you with a lot less than you would have. Those who try to each reach everyone end up reaching no one. And another example, might make some people mad, but I don't care. 
is modern day churches, especially here in the United States. They want to reach everyone. They preach a watered down version of the Bible, sharing great motivational speeches inspired by a few Bible verses. They take a couple characteristics of God that they like and think will be easy, easier to for the masses to accept, uh, creating a God that is not the God of the Bible. And then they expect a massive change in the world and for people to step in and get involved with the church. This idea is not always universally true. Yes, like with work and... Like, especially with art, quality is developed through quantity. But if that's the quality and quantity thing is translated to reaching uh, everyone and re trying to reach more specific people, then, you know, like trying to reach everyone. Still, yeah, you might get a few of those specific target audience, like as an artist or whatever. But really, when you try to appeal to everyone, it's just not going to work out. So, you know, I want to explain, like, there, there is, like, I think there is, like, wisdom in not, not going to the extreme here. So, understanding that this principle is not, is not universal in every, every situation. It's kind of, it's a general truth that can be applied in a lot of situations, but you also need discernment to know where... Where it doesn't work. But in the context that I talk about it so much. Yes. This is how, this is how it works. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Just, just like keep that in mind. Whenever I talk about this. Like it's. Uh. It's definitely not universal. It's just a general truth that I've discovered, you know, a certain thing, a pattern that leads to a certain result. I've done YouTube videos, written songs, podcasts, and every, like in every situation I got better the more that I did it. Not not the more that I spent time trying to focus on one thing, but the more I just went over the entire process. Writing a song, mixing it, mastering it, releasing it, promoting it, all like the whole process just over and over and over again. Making a YouTube video, you know, writing a script, recording a video. You know, actually you start out with an idea. Idea for video, script for the video, record the video, edit the video, publish the video, promote the video, whatever. You know, like the whole process. Like with the drawing the person who was trying to focus on perfectionism, he didn't. He never got past the first step because he was trying to make each step perfect as he went along. So then he never got beyond the first step and the work never got done. So give yourself permission to let your work develop. Um, there was a couple of verses I want to share that kind of... Uh, that can be... I don't know, just might be helpful here. Um... Proverbs twelve eleven, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. What is a fantasy? Perfection. 
Perfection is a fantasy. Those who work their land will have abundant food. Those who work their project over and over and over. Those who work it, work it, work it, work it, will have abundant food. Those who chase fantasies, chase perfection, chase quality, over quantity. They won't ever get anything done. The work won't get done. And starve. Next verse I want to share. I have a couple of verses I want to share. Um, Proverbs 13, 4. A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Now, do I understand what these fully mean? No. But what I can look at here, a sluggard's appetite is never filled. You know, this is talking in the, in the context of a sluggard like, like who eats a lot. And sleeps a lot. Like a lazy person, essentially, is is what a sluggard is. But think of the sluggard as this person who is never filled. Whose appetite is never filled. So they're always just wanting more and more and more. Just picture that as like an artist who wants his work to be perfect. And, and so... So obsessed with the perfection that he never completes his art. The desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. I'm satisfied when I complete a work because I know that I can develop it further. But the importance is I'm satisfied with completing the work. Some might look at that and be like, you're okay with releasing that whenever you could have done a bunch of different things to make it better? Yes. I'm satisfied. I'm fully satisfied with the work because I got it done. The part, the important thing is, I sat down, I did my work, and I got it done. Yes, it can be developed, and there's obviously always work to be done. But that work, that specific work that I sat down today. Let's say, like this podcast, I sat down and recorded this podcast today, done. I'm satisfied with that and going to move on to the next work, you know? And as I keep working, keep doing these projects, they just get better and better. I'm satisfied with that. The perfectionist will never be satisfied with their work. So they'll never get done and never be allowed to develop. And then eventually, most of the time, it's just left. So, yeah. Um, next one. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Again, it's just like this diligent versus the lazy. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in, in, in forced labor. What's it, what's it talking about here? The importance of work. <laughs> you guys are probably so sick of hearing me say work. This, literally, if you look at Proverbs, you'll get sick of it even more. Because 
this whole thing versus a diligent and the lazy over and over and over. In different situations, like there's one where he where he's like, I went, I walked by the sluggard's field and, you know, I looked at it and applied my heart to what I saw. There was weeds and everything. And it was just like the untilled field of the wicked produces nothing. The lazy produce nothing. The diligent always produce something. The field, fields of the diligent will always produce something, will always yield something. The hands of the lazy won't. What does that mean? The hands of the diligent will always produce something. Their work gets done. Proverbs 14.23 All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. I'm coming at you, all of you who talk about the projects you want to start, but but you don't have the right circumstances. You don't, like I talked about earlier, you don't have the right mic. You don't have the right software. You don't have the, the right time. You don't have enough time. I'm coming at you. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. <laughs> I hope this is just hitting you in your skull. Mere talk leads only to poverty. It might not be the kind of like financial poverty it's talking about here. It could be just poverty of soul. Where you're just, you haven't sat down, done your art, you've given up on it. So you're just downcast, you're just sad, you're depressed, you don't know why. But you do know why. But you don't want to get up and do it. Mere talk leads only to poverty. Next one. 1 Timothy 5.8 anyone, anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than, the, than an unbeliever. This is talking about the importance of work. This isn't saying, especially to men who are supposed to be, you know, biblically, biblically, <laughs> Biblically, we are supposed to be the providers. We are supposed to be the ones who work, food on the table, home. But not just that. You know, it's emphasizing the importance here of of working and providing those things to your family. But it doesn't say to give your family more than you need. It doesn't say give your family everything you never had. It says what they need as far as physically goes and many many who think of this like who have this provider mentality they think of it only in physically and that never think about how their children desperately need their fathers to be involved in their lives how their children desperately need their fathers to lead them to teach them and Help them. This nation, this generation, is a fatherless generation. That is why it is the way it is. Fathers who had good intentions to provide physically, but never emotionally or spiritually.
<clears throat> Genesis 2.15 The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Right there. In God's beginning model, when he said it was all good, he had man in the Garden of Eden, working it and taking care of it. What is that a picture of? Stewardship! Which is something I talked about in the last episode. Being, like man, man was, you know, meant to, this, this whole... God creating earth and like giving man this uh, and putting him in the garden and having him work it and take care of it. It's a partnership. Something that God gave us to partner with us to, to, you know, work it and develop it and to, to bless us with all the things he has that he wants to show us and teach us and give us. It was a good thing to work. Um, I have two more verses. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed, because they have nothing bad to say about us. Titus 2, 7, and 8. You know, this is like talking about, like, in your work, doing what is good. Having integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech. In your teaching, show integrity. How many preachers are out there talking about a God that is not the God of the Bible? Talking about a God. From which they have molded that is more acceptable and easier for this people to accept. Integrity in your work is vital. Um, the last one. Ecclesiastes 7, 8. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Boom! Just taking it home. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. Like what I see it saying here, and obviously like, we gotta take into account context and everything, especially when talking about the Bible. But Ecclesiastes is kind of like a, it's wisdom literature, and it's kind of like the part two to Proverbs. But but it's kind of like the part of Proverbs where it goes, goes like sometimes like the Proverbs is basically like do this and this and this. Like as a general truth, you will normally you will have this. Avoid foolish people and stick with the wise people, and you'll become wise. Like kind of just general truths like that. Wise people will, as a general truth, have a good life. 
You will look at things with wisdom. You will think about the consequences of things with wisdom. And folly, you don't think about those things. And as a general truth, will not have a good life. Will not live well. Now, what Ecclesiastes is like is that, yeah, that's like a general truth. But that's not always the case. Sometimes the wicked get what the righteous deserve and the righteous get what the wicked deserve. Sometimes the wise get what the fools deserve and the fools get what the wise deserve. So kind of just pointing out that, yes, those are general truths in Proverbs and they're they're important and, you know, there's great wisdom in them. But there's also this other side of wisdom that is that is just being able to see things that go on in the world, I guess. Um, so I guess that's a little bit of the context. I haven't read through Ecclesiastes in a while, but just to kind of explain it shortly, like that, that's essentially a lot of it is, is kind of like this, this critic who's critiquing you know, some of the things in Proverbs that don't always happen, essentially. But also, it's just kind of like the second part to Proverbs, you know, sharing valuable wisdom and things, patterns that the teacher has observed. So, going back to the verse, better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And patient, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So, like, what I see there in the context of, of like, applying this kind of general truth or principle to the, to the artistic world is better is the end of a thing than the beginning so like <clears throat> understanding that there's a process of work and letting it develop to see see the end result of the work like the finished work better is like again like in another word like be, maybe better is finished better it is finished like maybe not another word because like these words are much better than my words i'm just trying to Share them in a sense of like how an idiot would think of them, I guess. <laughs> um, and like again, anytime I share Bible verses, like please go and look at them yourselves, read them, study them, study them yourselves, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and but this is just like a pattern that I'm seeing that. He saw that the writer saw of Ecclesiastes talking about, you know, some a pattern he saw in the world, and that I'm just comparing this to a pattern I see in art. Is better the end result, like the finished work of an art project, than the beginning. So, like what I just see there is like seeing the big picture, seeing this first step doesn't have to be perfect. I can keep working it and let my art develop. And, you know, not be so fixated on a perfect beginning or even a perfect process throughout, but understanding that is that the song will develop it, the work will develop itself in a sense. And the next part of that verse um, that I don't want to forget about is the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So, so wanting a quality perfect product right out the gate it doesn't always happen and it's it's better to have the patient enduring spirit 
that will endure and let the work develop than than a proud spirit that's like too proud too prideful to let his work develop too prideful to to put work to put his art out there whatever it might be too prideful to put his art out there that that could possibly be flawed in some ways they're too proud to put their work out there um and you know they're too proud they don't want to be humbled and like listen to the advice of others and like hear from others what they think could be better in the song stuff like that they don't want to they're too proud to to let their art be heard or seen or critiqued or anything like that they're too proud i'm just gonna end with this thought with this verse i'm not gonna end with my words i'm gonna end with ecclesiastes 7 8 that kind of really sums up the whole quality over quantity thing because quantity is like just seeing that quality is developed as that patient enduring spirit that lets the work develop into the finish which is something that is quality you don't get quality right out the gate you don't get quality right at the beginning the end is a better thing because that's when quality has been developed. So, better is the end of a thing than its beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Stay metal. Oh, I'm still recording. Yeah.